Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially, and to live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizek. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Empowered Life. Lisa Pizek here. And I am so excited about this conversation that we're going to have with my good friend, Chris Molinar, who's here with me. Chris, thank you for being here with me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And, and hello to everybody that's watching. Yeah. And wow, we have so many good things we want to share with you in this episode. And If you're not already kind of sitting down, you know, with a pen and paper in hand, I really want to encourage you for this one to sit down, tune in, give it your utmost attention because we're going to get real with you. We're going to get raw. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to talk about some things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And Chris really has a story of struggle, a story of progress and a story of success. And it's like the hero story that you can relate to those lows and you wanna cheer them on to get to those highs. And Chris is at that point in his life where he's at a high. But at one point, he was very, very low. And I wanna talk about in the next little bit here, each piece of that story, because I know it's really gonna serve and it's really gonna help a lot of people. So let me tell you really quickly about Chris before I start drilling him and asking some real deep questions. So Chris is a very successful real estate agent, lives in uh, Saskatchewan, here in Canada, fellow Canadian with me. And he's recently rebranded or added on some services for some group coaching, some one-to-one coaching around help, around personal development, around life lessons that maybe you don't get in school. You've never been taught these life lessons about how to have the most joy and happiness and financial abundance and live into the person that you've always wanted to be. So Chris, I'm so excited to start chatting with you about your story and about how you can help others with your coaching. So let's just dig right in. And I want to dig in to the lowest of the lowest point that you had. And, you know, we spoke a few minutes before we hit the record button and, you know, you gave me permission that we can chat about this. And, you know, you, you talk about a story where, um, you were low, you, you'd just broken up with your girlfriend and you were feeling the lowest of the low and you were driving home and you pulled over on the side of the road and you were overcome with emotions and you made a decision in your life. And it actually wasn't, the decision maybe people are, are expecting to hear, but tell me a little bit about what went through your head, what decision did you make and what happened? Yeah, absolutely. So you know what, and I'm totally open about talking about this. And, but the thing is, and I'll say this too, for people, uh, I think this will help a lot of people is the fact that some of those low feelings, um, tendencies never really go away, but you, you make a choice to either build and grow yourself around it and sort of let um, your strengths and build your strengths so that you you sort of shrink it, not really shrink it, but grow so much that it doesn't um, get the best of you, or 
you make a de- you make a decision to let it get the best of you, and it becomes the bigger part of you. And so that's what that turning point was for me. And so yeah, I I came out to you know I, I drove ten hours, uh, followed my girlfriend at the time, followed her home to sort of be to sort of break up with her, and then go home. And and on my way home, because I knew what I was driving home to, I was in a, a really um, tough place in my life. You know, I was surrounded by um, peer pressure and I didn't have the courage, um, or the confidence to stand up for myself. And I knew that if I was to continue to drive home because I was at a, a such a low point, uh, I was talking with Lisa about how, um, to be honest with you, I don't like thinking about what would have happened if I would have went home because where I was at that point, I probably wouldn't be here talking with you guys right now. I probably wouldn't be around anymore at all, just to say the least. And so, you know, it, it was a bit of, it's still a journey. And, and I'll just say that I think a lot of people do have a little bit of a crossroads at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lisa, you were saying, look how far you've come, but I still, you know, sometimes need to give myself more credit because it's, it's been a journey already and, but long ways to go still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look back at those moments in despair or there's those moments where, you know, it's kind of symbolic that it's almost like you pulled off on the side of the road and you didn't know what path to take. You didn't know what road to go down, which is why you thought about ending it all. You thought about not continuing with this thing called life, right? And what part though made you decide, I'm not gonna take that path. I'm gonna get some courage. I'm gonna get some confidence. I'm gonna make a change. There's more meant for me in this, life of mine and this time that I get to spend on this beautiful earth. What was the turnaround point for you? Yeah. So, and then honestly, like you say, I pulled over, I was literally okay, 10 hour drive. I was four hours. I was literally halfway home and it was like standing at the edge of the cliff or it was like literally a crossroads where I just knew that I don't, I didn't feel like a, I didn't have the strength to go this way and create an opportunity out of it and B, the other direction. I knew that there was definitely more opportunity there. And believe it or not, it was a hard road. It still is. But I just felt like there was more opportunity there. And I mean, when you, I, to be honest with you, I still struggle with that uh, same, I still struggle with those same thoughts. I, I'm totally open and honest about that. But the fact is that at some point and along the road, and along the journey, you, you create some tools and you learn, I think, to be a little bit more vulnerable with yourself because if you can admit that, the likelihood of it happening is less and less and less and less. The more people you tell, the more you share, the more people can relate to you, the more people want to help. And the truth is, is you develop tools and you develop systems for how to handle that. Because now when those sort of emotions and those thoughts come through, I recognize what they are and I don't let them take over. I just let them sort of pass. And it, it wasn't easy to, to do that. It's still not easy. Um, but it gets better over time if you continue to develop yourself personally. And that was sort of the start of my personal development journey. Yes. And the thing that jumps out at me is you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with others. So many times we put on this mask or this armor or this facade that everything is okay when it's not. We're so afraid of judgment. We're so afraid of what are people going to think of me when, as you said, it's the more that you talked about it, the more that you told people, 
the more that you almost got it out of your mouth, you started thinking, well, do I really want to do that? Right? Is there something bigger and better for me? And when we talk about personal development, I love personal development. Man, has that changed my life? But some people reading might be like, personal what? Personal development? What? What? What is that? So in your terms, in your definition, talk about what personal development is. Yeah. So, and again, this is a little more into my story. And so for me, personal development came into my life at some point because Kate, first thing people think about is personal development. They think of like, Oh, self-help. Well, I don't need help or, or, Oh, that's only for those people or whatever. But you know, for me, it was as simple as this. I, I, I so I broke up with my girlfriend. I ended up, I, I found an, um, I was dating this new girl at the time who is now my wife. Yeah. And, um, and so I remember this conversation specifically because I struggled. Uh, you know, I, I, had to, I didn't know how to talk to people. And I was the black sheep of my trades family. I, I wasn't mechanically inclined. Mm. And so I had to learn how to cold call when I didn't have money looking for a place to live and learn that system sort of the hard way. And then I had to sort of uh, beg my, my cousins, who we weren't close with at the time, to sort of take me in off the street. Mm. And then she took me in under one condition that I would – cold call looking for a place to work when I didn't know how to talk to people, didn't have any employable skills, but the one condition was she wouldn't let me work a dead end job for minimum wage. So I finally got this labor job. And so I'm breaking my back, don't know how to use tools or nothing. And so, but I remember I was standing in the kitchen with my girlfriend at the time with Emily and, and we're having this conversation about how I, I just knew that I was capable of so much more and that I have unlimited potential and capabilities and possibilities and if I want to be rich and famous I can you know whatever it is that I set out to do I know and I believe that I can do it I just I'm, one I can't make a decision I don't know what it is that I want and two it, it's it's such a huge commitment to do it you just have to put all out and especially you know that's here's here's and here's being open and honest Lisa mm -hmm. if you have sort of suicidal thoughts it's such a huge motivator and it, it actually can be one of the greatest advantages in the world because when you set out and really commit to do, doing something positive, you've got nothing to lose and you know what is the worst case scenario already because you've had those thoughts in your head. You can't lose. You're, you're on the up and ups and as long as you don't end up there, you're on the up and ups and, and you just literally can't lose. So you set to something, but she just told me this. She said, she said because she's very straight to the point. <laughs> she I just said, <laughs> yeah, yeah she just goes she goes well then why don't you do it and to me it was just that thought that she believed that I could and she believed in me and so my personal development journey started when she and and uh, I, I was a grown man well I was 19 years old at the time but but most grown men most grown people a never walk into a bookstore but so she, she sort of held me by the hand and we walked into the bookstore and I, I felt super awkward and I felt super like fish out of water. And she said, we're not leaving. And she took me to the business section. So she said, we're not leaving until you pick a book and I'll buy it for you. And for me that it was all over after that, because I still remember my insecurities from childhood when I used to, it was sci-fi books at, at the time, grade five. I used to read literally like a book a day. I was a bookworm. And, but people started making fun of me and then I quit reading until that point in time in my life and I decided to pick up personal development. I read Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then mm. all the way down the list and I've been studying personal development for eight years since then and I've invested hour, countless hours of time, effort, energy, money, 
So it's, it's brought me to where I am and it's just tip of the iceberg. It's the greatest investment you can make if you make that decision to invest in yourself. Mm. Oh, I'm totally geeking out about this story and all these things that you shared. So many good things. Okay, mm. let me recap for a second. Yeah. Well, the two, two, well, three huge things jumped out at me. One, I think the reason why you're so driven to coach others and help others is because you have had such influential people in your life that help you turn it around. So your, it was your aunt, right? You said that let you go and live with her. So your aunt and then your, your girlfriend who turned your wife. So she did something right. Cause you married the girl, right? So good. I love it. I love it so much. Right. So your aunt and then your wife helped you uncover something better for yourself. And the second thing I wrote down was two questions. Why not? And why not me? Right. That's what she said to you. Why not? Such two simple words that you can start asking yourself. Why not? And then add that other word on there, that confidence. Why not me? Right. And then the third thing that's so courageous of you, you put yourself out there over and over. You did the one move. So many times people are like, I don't know. I'm so distracted. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so worried about people are going to make fun of me. What are they going to think of me? I'm a fish out of water. I don't know what I'm doing. You chose to call all those cold calls, develop a skill over and over and over again. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to cold call. I'm going to develop this skill. I'm going to find a job. You know, I'm going to take that advice my aunt gave me and I'm going to go right. Then your other big move later on, you took the first step into a bookstore. You took a step in. You had, you had no, and you took a step in open-minded or else you wouldn't have stepped in there. And look at the world that it's opened up for you. Like two simple steps, right? Yeah. Two simple questions. Why not? Why not me? Absolutely. Something as simple. Take a step in a bookstore. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and buy the right books. But the thing is, is like what you're saying there, why, why not? It's funny because, you know, I'll spend countless hours, you know, reading and consuming and everything else only to find and spend countless hours of time, effort, energy, and money into all this personal development only to find out that after all of that, it was just one sort of one of those morals or one of those lessons that my dad told me when I was growing up. Like you treat people better or believe in yourself or, you know, you spend all this effort, energy just to find like, oh, dad was right after all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and my wife kills me all the time too, because she'll, she'll give me all these, uh, just some basic advice and then I'll go around and struggle and fight through it and fail and figure it out on my own. And she'll be like, oh, and then I'll be like, yeah, you were right, honey. <laughs> the words every woman loves to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and she'll be like, why didn't you just listen to me in the fir- at the first place, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I'm driven to coach people, though, is because I didn't have the easy road. I didn't explode right off the beginning. And I know what it feels like to be naive, not know what questions to ask. I know what it feels like to, you know, be that awkward guy. Like, and, and, I, and I say this openly because I've come a long ways. I'm still working through that. But I always relate it to this, you know, that guy that doesn't know how to, you know, talk to a girl or that, that guy that doesn't know how to, um, to, you know, I, I used to be that kid where we would walk into a room and the other, someone next to me would speak for me. That, that used to be me. And so that's where I came from to where I am now. I don't consider myself a super polished, great speaker or anything, 
But if I can do it, anybody can do it, and I can teach it because I learned everything the hard way. So by the time I learn something, I can finally turn around and teach it to people, no matter where you are. So even if you're, you're natural, if you're natural and you implement some of these skills and steps and strategies, you're going to launch and skyrocket right off the beginning. You know what I mean? Totally. And let's talk, let's dig a little bit deeper into that. So two words I wrote down about you when we were chatting before this was determined and resourceful, determined and resourceful. Yeah. We're talking about how a lot of times we get caught in that trap. So going back to people, okay, you're telling me to step into a bookstore. Okay. I'll take a step in. Should I buy 10 books and then read all those 10 books? And it's like, no, we were talking about there comes a time when you, you, you got to take that first step to learn, but yes. then you got to implement what you learn. Now for you being a successful coach, a successful real estate agent, a successful marriage, you know, a successful relationship with your aunt. Uh, you know, I know you said in here, your aunt has some kiddos, right? So a successful uncle, all those roles that we are, you've had to become a pretty good communicator. And you've you got to clue in and listen to what people's needs are and how you can service them, especially in things like real estate, where you're trying to match people up to buy and sell homes and those sorts of things. So, and you were shy. You yeah. didn't come from an upbringing that taught you those lessons to stand out and be in front of the crowd and have confidence. Mm -hmm. So how did you develop those communication and customer service kinds of skills that whether you like it or not, as we talked about, we're all in a service yeah. industry. Whether we're trying to be a better spouse or we're trying to close a deal in business, we need to know how to communicate and service people. So how did you get to the point now where you're like, live video, I'm good. Sales call, I'm good. Coaching call, I'm good. How did you get there? Yeah, uh, one step at a time, one failure at a time, one awkward moment at a time. I mean, it's, you're not going to get good at anything. Uh, they always say, you know, if you start something and you're good, you waited way too long to start. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, practice is one of the toughest disciplines to do, you know, yes. um, so the greatest athletes of all time practice when nobody's watching, but I say at worst case scenario, when you get out into the public and you start practicing, you're going to learn and you're going to get instant feedback. And yes, it's expensive because if you practice in private, when you get to the public, you're going to actually get conversions. You're going to actually make an impact on people. But if you don't do it, you won't do it. If you don't start, you won't. And, and the other thing, like what you're talking about is with, with you know, you're, you're creating your own, being self-taught. It's so easy to get caught up and buy 10 books or buy 100 books or buy 100 courses or hire 10 coaches. But, you know, here's sort of the shortcut. Well, first I told you about <laughs> just some of the basic morals of how to live life is sometimes the easy answer. Sometimes you got to go to the journey to come back home to figure out that part of it. But when you're looking to consume uh, uh, large amounts of content, you're really, A, you're seeking for clarity because once you know what the end game is or what the end goal is or what your vision is, that's great. And then, but a lot of people I think get stuck in, get really want to start consuming everything. I want to know steps one to a hundred before I get started. But by the time you get to step six, you're going to forget what step one was. And so all you really need is, and, and I learned this literally just recently. I used to want to consume everything. Now I want to collect everything as a reference point so I know where to find all of the information and, and so that I can collect steps one to a hundred. But as long as I know where my vision is, all I really need is the vision in my head and then step one. And then once I'm done step one, I know where to find step two. Go learn it and implement it. Step two, done. 
and then on and on from step three until 100. And, but at the same time, you need to keep collecting because here's my other perspective is when you get to step one, step, it's not that you, that goal needs to keep moving forward to. Yes, you've got to accomplish your goals along the way, but you have to have that next goal in place by the time you accomplish that goal because you don't want to get stuck in complacency land either. So mm -hmm. it's uh, not to be stuck on a rat race or a wheel. You need, you need to enjoy every single day. That's the answer because that goal can't be the fulfillment of why you're doing it or, or anything like that. But, but that I think is a key system for a lot of people just for implementation that suffer with that. You know, what do I do next or when or why or how? Whole, that's huge. That's huge takeaway. And I love how you said you have to still be a collector because the best coaches lovers, students, like anybody are the people that will continually want to learn, continually want to be better, continually want to make others feel good, help others while you're making yourself feel good and growing and learning and all those things. And I love how you're like, you just have to find the right step for where you're at, mm -hmm. which could be different for me, be different for you, be different for the person to the right and the person to the left of us, right? It's like collect that information, but then what do you need? Yeah. And I always tell people in my coaching business the same, aim your personal development at whatever you're struggling with. Yeah. Whatever that is, go out and find it. And people say, oh, well, that's too hard, or I don't know where to look. And it's like, that's such excuse-itis, right? Because yeah. now there's a bookstore, there's Google, like you can search and find absolutely anything that you're trying to overcome. But the one thing, you're not going on to Google searching for a hundred things. You're not going and buying a hundred books. Yeah. Doing that one thing. And I love how you talked about it's just practice. It's just failing your way forward. It's just, yeah. you know, being committed to doing it. Cause some people don't have that commitment. And we know if we don't have commitment, things are gonna fall through the cracks, right? So you, and you have to have that why, as you said, you have to be tied to that bigger purpose. So what is your bigger purpose? What is your why for learning so much, reading so much, coaching so much, being the guy that you are right now? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, it's, it's sort of a negative and a positive. Well, number one, and I'll admit this openly, number one, it's running away from, I still feel like I'm constantly running away from those ugly, nasty thoughts. So that's the negative part of it. But the more I learn, the more I want. So that's the other part of this personal development journey is that the more you learn, the more you learn what you're capable of and the more that you want, the more that you desire. You know, there's a lot of people where, okay, I want to become a millionaire, multi, multi-millionaire. Mm -hmm. But then you figure out most of those guys sacrifice their marriage. So now, okay, I want to have a happy marriage. Okay. And you find out a lot of those people have both eventually end up with, you know, some kind of health issue because they neglected their body forever. So now I want to be healthy at the same time. And then you figure out people that have all those three are disconnected to the world sometimes. So as I want to have a deeper meaning and purpose of my own spirituality and still be able to ask those questions. I think when it gets right down to it, having a well-balanced life is probably the toughest thing to be exceptionally successful at in all areas of your life. And you will have to, because you'll, you'll be really pulling ahead in one area financially or physically or emotionally or spiritually. And you might have to pull back your progress a little bit in order to bring everything else with you. 
which is a lot of times very humbling and one of the toughest things in the world to do. And, and you know, on that other topic, you're talking about how, you know, one step at a time, but when you know what that one step is, you're going to be asking the right questions. You're going to be asking different questions and you're going to be bringing the right mentors into your life. And another thing I want to add to that too was, you know, when you're studying and when you're, when you're, um, you know, consuming a lot of content in, in um, different books, etc. Eventually, at some point, you've got to make the decision to, to cut back on your reading and start writing a little bit. And you got to eventually, at some point, stop consuming as much and start teaching it more. Because when you give to other people, people are going to want to do the same thing for you. And your mentors will come out of the woodworks. And at the same time, it, you know, when you give to other people, you, you can sort of expect that from people above you too. It's just sort of that pay it forward loop and, and that that's going to be a huge launch you forward too um, when you get started. Totally. And that looks at each one of us has to define what success is, what, what reaching a goal is, right? Because sometimes, and I know you shared a little bit in your story and I can relate to the same as an entrepreneur, that first year in business, hmm. you might not be raking in a ton of money you might not your, your bank account might not look the way you want it to look but that doesn't mean that you're not successful right I know we're both alike in that sense that we're like if we can change some lives and we can help some people and we can empower people to get out of that dark place and make a change read a book listen to a call take a different path make a different choice to make a different change that's success. That's paying it forward. And when you follow what you love, then the abundance and the financial reward. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. And I think so many people look at it as, oh, that was a failure. That launch didn't go well. I put my efforts to this and my bank account didn't increase. So yeah. what's, what's more important? I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah. What's more important to you, especially if anyone here is listening in that first year of business and they feel like they're on the right path. They, their heart is in it. They're like, this is what I meant to do, but they're not making money at this current moment. What kind of advice can you give to them? Yeah. So when you say that, Lisa, the first thing that comes to mind for me is somebody who's working on something they absolutely love. It's a passion project. You've got to be able to make a decision where a, you've got to be able to reach out to that low hanging fruit and be able to feed your family at the same time. So that's one. And, and, but don't give up on those projects or B you've got to be willing to make those choices and those decisions to be able to cut back on almost everything, literally everything financially in your life till you're just scraping by, but you're in control. Mm -hmm. And, but at that point, that's where you can really have exponential growth, but it's one or the other. You can still grow, but you know, go for that low hanging fruit and still live a reasonable lifestyle, etc. But you, you are going to have to cut certain things and you really, that's where the clarity comes key because you're, you're going to have to make decisions. You're going to have to say no to a lot of things along the way in order to say yes to your dream. Totally, totally. Because it goes back to, again, that's a fine balance between you want to help others and you want to give and serve. But if you can't put food on your table and you're not feeling well, like I said, if your health has gone, you know, to the crapper, if you're, you're not, you know, making any money, well, then you can't go and give and serve to others. So it's exactly yeah. like you said, you got to focus on what you need to be doing. Again, it goes back to that one 
thing? What is that one product that your heart is in the right place with? You know, it's going to help people, you know, sell the crap out of it. And people get so icky about that word sale, right? And we could talk yeah. forever about that. It's like a sale when you're giving value and you're teaching people and your product's helping someone, then that's not icky. That's service. That's helping people, right? So it's like sell the crap out of that product. Help so many people with that so that you're financially stable. And then that catapults you to serve even bigger and help even more people. And then the, the abundance will come when you're, when you're financially stable, but you're constantly just on that path of service. You're not on that path to make money. You're on that path of service. And that's where the goodness comes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I could talk to you for hours. This is so darn good. But I want to end with asking you, yeah. what would you say is the greatest lesson you have ever learned in your life? That is a tough question. But whenever I get asked questions like that, I'm just going to answer with what comes first to my head with what I'm thinking about at the moment, because it's kind of loaded. I might have to think about that one, but what I'm thinking about how to answer that is uh, one of my greatest gifts is ambition. I don't feel naturally talented in a lot of different areas in life. I feel like I have a lot of perspective and I'm gaining perspective uh, as I accumulating, as I, I grow, but I think uh, ambition is the greatest gift and also the greatest curse. And I think, you know, a lot of people that I connect with, is people that have all this ambition in the world, but they're, you know, operating at a regular, everyday, mediocre life. And I think, honestly, that's probably most people. It, you have this dream or this ambition, but you're not letting yourself. And, it, but the other reason why is because you're gonna, it's, if you buy into your own ambitions, it's gonna be a constant struggle for the rest of your life because you're never gonna settle for anything but it's the ability to join, to enjoy the journey that's going to be your true fulfillment, I think, in life. So a lot of people want that end game, that end of the rainbow, but it doesn't always work that way. You just got to be able to take it in stride and enjoy the process. So mm, absolutely. absolutely. That ambition is huge. Want more for yourself and believe that you can do it. Okay, I lied. I have one more question that came to mind. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think people know that we're literally just like flying off the cuff here. Like this was not rehearsed. You had no idea what questions I was going to ask you. This is just an honest, true, real interview. And yeah. I want to almost take it back to that place in the beginning where we talked about when you get in those lows and those lows come up. What is something that brings you insane amount of happiness that you go and do and you know that instantly changes your mood? That's a tough question. And honestly, it's, you can't really, you have to feel it. And again, that's what I mean about being able to be present. And, and I, I think a lot of people too, that, that struggle with what we talked about, want to bury themselves and a lot of successful, high performing, top performing people. I always want to ask those deep questions that most people don't want to answer. But I think most people, you know, bury or hide their emotions deep down in their work. Like they bury themselves in work so they don't talk about it. Or they bury themselves in uh, athletic success or physical success or spirituality or whatever. I think that, you know, it's your ability to, to let it happen, 
but conquer it. You got to keep building your arsenal because I mean, when you are your own worst enemy, you got to learn how to fight it and you got to let the better part of yourself outgrow the, the worst part of yourself. But in order to find the happiness, it, it again comes back to enjoying the everyday moments of life, especially when you're ambitious and when you're climbing, because if you don't see that smile across the room because you're too busy dreaming about that pile of money or you're too busy dreaming about that lifestyle on the beach or you're too busy dreaming about that happy family lifestyle, but you can't even see the smile across the room. Um, you know, that's the secret to happiness is it's in the day. I love it. Amen to that. Enjoy the little moments, be present, ask why not get some ambition, stay focused, take that first move. It's okay to be real and raw and transparent and talk about those feelings that we all experience, those low points, whether it's the lowest of the low, as you said, embrace that because the only other way is up if you make that choice. Know that you're worth it. Know that you can do great things. And I gotta say, friends, if this episode did not empower you to go make a change in your life and know your worth, then I don't know what else to say because that was absolutely incredible. So Chris, dang, thank you so much for, you know, just being real, just, just keeping it real and sharing your personal stories, right? It's like that hero story from where you were before to where you are now, you know, some people look back and they'd be like, wow, I would never, people don't, you know, they don't realize that story of where you come from. They see you as successful and they think, oh, he must know people, right? Or he must have been given a silver spoon in his mouth, right? They don't realize the struggle and the work that goes into all of the goodness that you have. You cultivated that and you earned that and all that goodness that you have in your life. So. Wow, thank you so much thank you. for being here with me. Now, if you want to get in touch with Chris, he can help you with all things real estate, all things personal development, all things coaching, all things just how to make a change in your life and stay focused, moving past that fear, moving past that doubt, and living into the life that you know you can earn and you can have. You can get in touch with him via Facebook. Love social media, love being social. So the way you spell his name is Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Molinar, M-O-L-E-N-A-R-R. So look him up. What's that? Two A's. Two A's, M-O-L-E-N-A-A-R. You're right, I got it. Chris Molinar, M-O-L-E-N-A-A-R. Don't forget the A. <laughs> Welcome up. Every letter counts, right? Every letter, every letter matters. So, dang, thank you so much, Chris. You're the best. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Yay. So that is a wrap. Thank you for tuning into this Empowered Life podcast, and we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Empowered Life podcast. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.